1: for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. And a 3-2. Swung on, a fly ball out towards right center field. Suzuki over to his right with root. He dropped it! He dropped the ball! Two-run score! Oh, my! He was right there! And Suzuki left! It. What a break for the Braves, and they have the lead. Don't that went right over his glove. Don't you just love it? you've ever seen a major league game. And it happens right here when the Braves needed it most. 7-6 Braves in the most unexpected way.
2: Thank you, Suzuki. What a comeback last night. And what a call by our own Ben Ingram. Hey, welcome to the Buck Blue Show here on the Fan 680 and 93.7, home of the Braves. We're live in the Battery Atlanta, and we've got a full one-hour show lined up for you today. It's the fastest one-hour in sports talk radio. I think somebody else might be saying they've got the fastest two-hour show, but... I think we've got the fastest one hour show. Hopefully, your day is uh, off to a good start, man. I tell you, last night, roller coaster ride watching the Braves. And so we got uh, Road Dog in the house, DT ready to go. 10 o'clock hour brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Go with the plumber I trust and score $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. Let's get to work, DT. Bucks. Big take. I might have made a mistake last night. You may have seen it on social media. I actually had the nerve to question whether the Braves team had lost its edge after clinching the postseason spot. And I wondered if our team could flip the switch come postseason time. Forgive me. It was 6 nothing Cubs at the time. When I was questioning our team. So after the amazing comeback, it obviously did not age well. Somebody responded to Twitter in my uh, post with that. uh, This one didn't age well. But you reasonable Braves fans probably understand my doubts. Having been down this road so many times back in the 90s. Many years, we had the best team in the regular season and came up short in the postseason. Most of us are conditioned to disappointment come postseason time. Now, the Blue research staff did a little digging postgame last night. It's not just the Braves. How about this? Since 1970... The team with the best record in baseball has only won the World Series 34% of the time. In the last 10 years, that success rate, only 40% of the time. The last to do it was L.A. in the COVID season. Does that count? We are running roughshod over the league in the regular season. But it's no guarantee come postseason time. Maybe this year is going to be different. Maybe this year the Braves will deliver us another title in spite of sputtering down the stretch. This Braves team is special offensively. We are not ever out of a game. Let's hope that continues in the postseason. Because right now our pitching is a little bit shaky. And there's your big take today. And that is brought to you by our good friends at Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. So it was a wild one. Was I the only one that got frustrated down 6-0? The Braves looked listless, without energy, as if they were mailing it in. And then comes the biggest comeback of the season. It just doesn't get better than that. Let's hear from Snit after the game. He's talking about the big comeback
3: win. Especially a guy like that, that starter. I mean, he is such a good starter, good stuff to kind of just hang in there. And, you know, it's kind of like you feel keep the game close. Then they see him a couple of times they might have a chance. I mean, he's really good. And that's why I love the way we came warm back.
2: Yeah, he's talking about steel. The starter for the Cubs last night. Boy, Pilar got it started with a solo home run. Uh, let's hear from uh,
4: Pilar talking about that error by Suzuki. You know, as a player, you just kind of see it through, and you just assume that it's going to be made. When it's dropped, you, you, you're pretty excited about it because, uh, you know, we fought hard to come back in that game, and winning big league games is tough. Maybe people outside this room take it for granted, you know, with the amount of wins we have, but they're not easy to come by. Every every time you step on a field, no matter who you're playing, the other team's trying to win. It's much harder to win games than it is to lose games at, at this level. All right, the boys at the coffee shop are worried
2: about Bryce Elder. Elder struggling last night with his command. Has he lost a little confidence? What's going on? Because with Morton now on the IL, probably going to need Elder to step up to the plate in the LDS against the Phillies, I'm guessing. It's been a long year. He's never thrown this many innings or made this many starts. He couldn't get out of the fourth inning last night. We'll see her from Snit talking about whether he's worried with Elder or not.
3: Not concerned. We'll just kind of keep working with him and see what we're going to do at the end of the week. And, you know, it's been a long year for him. It's his first time, man, to go, you know, the entire distance. So, you know, it may have something to do with it. You know what I mean? It's his first experience with all this and these innings and and everything. Yeah, but
2: we're going to need him, man. I tell you what, we, uh, you know, as I just mentioned, we're, we're really good offensively. But come postseason time, now you're facing the best pitching in baseball. So when can we really count on the offense to score seven runs in a postseason game to carry us through? Because right now our rotation, we're we're looking vulnerable. Two years ago, we had a guy like Kyle Wright that could step in. Who's that guy this year? Is it Vines? I wouldn't think so. So I'm concerned now with the rotation and a little bit concerned with the bullpen. Remember last week, DT, I was, uh, gave you an 8 on the scale. confidence level, 1 to 10, 10 being the highest. I went with the number 8 in my confidence level with the Braves come postseason time. Has that wavered now, Buck? It's dropped a little bit.
4: Yeah, I was just to I did not want to say this. It feels a little bit like last year when Max Freed got sick out of nowhere Spencer was struggling out of nowhere. And then, yeah, now everything feels good and lined up. And then all of a sudden, Max has got a blister. Charlie's got a a sprained finger, whatever it is, right before you make this postseason run. So Yeah, uh, the number, my confidence level has dropped to uh, six and a half. What's your confidence level in the lineup, though? That's that's what that's what. Well, again, I mean, we're running around, roughshod right?
2: offensively through the league during the regular season, but in the postseason, you face baseball's best pitching. Are we going to score seven runs in a game? Come postseason, you it earlier,
4: it's much harder to rely on a lineup in, a, in the postseason than it is to a, a solid bull, uh, solid staff and a solid bullpen. Well, last night the pen got it done. Where Jackson Stevens came out, went uh, two and a third. You
2: had Pierce Johnson, who's really been good. Since we picked him up, Brad Hand came through, got
4: some big outs. Iglesias looked good in the final inning. Yeah, everybody wants to crap on the bullpen when they blow a game. How about when they keep you in a game for this long after your, after your starter struggles? They deserve a lot of credit today.
2: Yeah, so, uh, yeah, my confidence level's dropped a little bit. 404-231-1680, our phone number, if you want to get in here. Are you worried about the Braves? Are you not? What's your research tell you? What would you make of the research the Buck Blue staff did overnight? I'm always impressed by the research from the Buck Blues. Well, as far I don't know as... How you keep all those people on payroll. As far <laughs> as the uh, the research, uh, the findings of the research that you got about a 35 percent rate. If you've got the top record Major League Baseball, 35 to
4: 40 percent rate that you're going to win the World Series. That actually is encouraging because I wouldn't have guessed that number was that high. Oh, really? No, I would have got. I would wow. thought it was lower. Okay. Yeah, I mean. We know how it is in baseball. Best team doesn't always win in baseball. It team that that gets in and is playing the best in October. Yeah, I mean, that was a cliche, but it's true.
2: A lot of us with
4: the great run we had, what 14 division titles in a row. There how many go. World Series titles? Yeah, I mean you probably had the best team in baseball. One. We did. I think the Braves had the best team in baseball probably 2, 3, maybe 4 times during that during that run, maybe more. So Maybe this year's going to be different. I think they have the best team in baseball. Oh, there's no doubt during the regular season just depending on how they're, pl- how they're feeling right now. you
2: got the Phillies waiting on us. Yeah, if you don't mind. Now the Phillies have to get through the Diamondbacks as it
4: stands right now.
2: Bring on the weak-ass Phillies. I'm with you on that, Buck. Yeah, I'm a little concerned about that.
4: Yeah, uh, they have slowly turned into what they expected to be at the beginning of the season. there's one
2: team I don't want to lose to come postseason time, is the Phillies. We went through that a year ago. Let's get Ben on here. Ben joins us on the fan. Hello, Ben. Ben, what's going on, buddy? Welcome to the show.
5: Hey, I've just been listening to you. I listen to you every morning. And I appreciate all your comments and uh, your
2: sage advice. I, I'm curious about Pierce Johnson and
5: Hand, you know, the guys we got from Colorado. I'm surprised that uh, maybe Snit hasn't used them except out of the bullpen. Uh, I mean, I don't know,
2: you know, if, if they have starting experience or not, but it seems to me like you know, that might be an option if Bryce Elder's not ready. I'll uh, hang up and let you expound on that. All right. We appreciate it. Uh, you, you might see them as a, uh, you know, the term now is a starter, where you got a bullpen guy that's going to start the game, but you're not really expecting him to go more than two innings. A starter. Or you might hear the term bullpen game, which is essentially
4: the same thing. Buck, I'm curious. I know you weren't a – Professional pitcher. You're a professional baseball player. But with outfielder. this outfielder, outfielder, you know, yeah. whatever, you threw the ball. Um, but I do have a pitching question. So, with with Bryce Elder looking like he's going to start game three, he's out of gas. So, you think so? Well, it um, looks like it. Well, I, we're probably going to need him to start this, to start of game three here Mini in NLDS, right? Physically fatigued. But do you not agree that he's going to have to start a game? Probably. Okay, so does it look like Kyle Wright's going to be your first? Long guy out of the bullpen.
2: Well, yeah, it looks to me like he's going to fill that role. He comes out of the bullpen when a guy gets knocked out early,
4: so and you he's going to pitch three, four innings. Sure. So, well, I just wondering if they might piggyback that and have that plan for Game Three of Elder into right. and Wright. And my question is, yeah. can can a starter like Bryce Elder? Just say, you know what, this is it, I'm going maybe twice through the through the lineup, that's it. How much more can you give in two, three, four innings when you know it's only the two or three innings that you need to go? Or does it matter, 60 pitches or 60 pitches? Man, I just have my fingers crossed. I'm with you on that, Buck. I mean, it, it, it's so painful to see the best
2: team in baseball play 162. And then you falter come postseason time. Uh, Jason joins us on the Fan Buck Blue Show. Hello, Jason. Welcome to the show, man.
5: Hey Buck, how you doing? you are doing
2: well, man. How about you? Uh,
5: I'm hanging in. Uh, so I just wanted to comment on the on the playoff situation. I agree with you. I think Elder's fatigued. He, he hasn't been sharp. Not just last night, but the last I don't know six or eight games, he's been pretty bad. And uh, I, I think that they'll most likely they'll go with the what you said, Elder and and Wright coming in relief uh, on a you know Elder on a short leash, but. I was thinking that, you know, you got to go with the hot hand. They've done it in the past. They've started Dylan Lee for a playoff game, which obviously didn't work out, but then we got to see Kyle Wright. Um, my thing is, you know, Hurston Waldrip, at our AAA first rounder, and I know he has very little experience, but a lot of these teams like the Orioles and are calling up 20, 21 year olds, you know, in a playoff race, and, you know, obviously no one has much scouting report on someone that can throw 100 and, and be an impact, and if not him, then Maybe Weenan, if he has another strong outing, uh, he's, he's been the hottest hand out of Triple out of A so far this, this year.
2: Yeah, I had some rotator cuff damage, but I think I can come in and give him a couple of innings. But, yeah, I hear what you're saying. I, I wouldn't look for Waltrip to be uh, elevated. Uh, they're going to protect him as the first-round pick. Already had a long college season, right into a pro season. Uh, has not had a taste of Major League Baseball yet. That's probably a stretch to think they're going to go with him. Hey, it's time for you to take the wheel. Infinity of Gwinnett wants you to drive the content as you get to decide what we talk about in the final segment of the show today. You can uh, call in, talk to Road Dog, text us. uh, Presented by Infinity of Gwinnett, empower the talk, empower the drive. Coming up, we get inside information on Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. Plus some dog talk, too. You got the Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7.
6: First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Uh, Listening to the Buck Belus Show
2: here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch and get that fan mobile app driven by Beaver Toyota upcoming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. And um, you need to get that green card, too. We've got a few of these things left. You've heard us talking about this. The deal of the year. Play six of the area's top courses for the low price of $199. Cherokee Run, Collins Hill, Country Club of Gwinnett, Mystery Valley, Sequoia National, Wolf Creek. It's a $470 value for just $199. And we've got a few left. You better grab yours before they're sold out. You can do that right now at 680thefan.com.
1: The best NFL insider in the business is only on The Fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen.
2: That's right, ESPN's Chris Mortensen, our truest NFL insider, joins us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker line, as he does each and every Wednesday. Yep, uh, i just on the phone right now. It is uh, just That's awesome having Mort on here, and I think Mort uh, juggling probably a lot of things, as he always does. Uh, Mort, great having you on again today, man. To be on Buck, I want to tell you,
7: I'm doing this from my hospital room. Oh, Lord. As an inpatient, I was admitted Friday just to follow up on that pneumonia I had and try to clarify, make sure there aren't other issues going on. All right. Well, we got my voice. Sounds a little funny. I'm I'm fine. I was like an idiot. I had my laptop on my bed, watched the Red Zone channel and every game on TV watch Monday night football. So I'm good to go.
2: Well, we we've had you on that prayer list Morton. And let me just say this right off the top. I was so impressed with your son, Alex, the offensive coordinator for UAB and the job that he did against Georgia this past weekend more. You got to be so proud.
7: Well, we're proud of them. And, and, and anyway, uh, yeah, I mean, listen. He, I, I know how hard he's worked with this. You know, even at your favorite school, Alabama, for the previous eight or nine years, and the last four or five, he was very involved with the, the quarterbacks and and really you know, like a co-offensive coordinator. It's just a matter of calling plays, and I think he had, he he had made a little pledge to Bryce Young, uh, to stick around till till the end and. And then it was a matter of, because he's been offered jobs and, but it was it was fun to watch. Uh you know, he's a difficult coach and which is like, you know you're not beating Georgia on the road. And i I'm, I'm laughing he said we should have scored more than
2: twenty one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's he say about working for Coach Dilfer? What's that been like? You know,
7: it, it's really gone well. I mean, it, 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 and it's funny because you know, Trent could have just said, "Hey, I'm going to call plays," but he had done enough work on Alex, and Alice had been offered uh, another job in a you know power five school for a lot of money, and uh, you know, once so. It's it's been it's been really good. I mean, Trent Trent's got a Trent's got a he he's got some really good head coach
2: qualities. He he really does. That's good to hear he's in a good place there, More Again, just uh, so impressed with with the job he did. More impressive than what the Jets are doing right now. I, I saw where A-Rod, you see this on the podcast, uh, saying that no, the Jets... I, I watched it. I'm in a hospital. I got nothing to do but watch
7: this
1: stuff.
2: <laughs> the, the Jets need to grow up, Aaron Rodgers is saying. Is he talking about Zach Wilson here? He, I mean, he's getting a second chance, and things aren't going real well. They've signed Simeon to come in there. What do you make of it more? I think he's talking
7: about the, the, the three or four young really talented players they have that you know you could see on the sidelines frustrated I think his work, I think that was his message to him uh, to them in particular, which is you, you grow up and uh but you know bottom line they they yeah, they went out and signed Trevor Simeon. I always thought this would be about a month long. Thing. There's been other people wanting to sign Kirk Cousins, but don't forget, like when the Jets, when they're trying to solve this issue that they have a quarterback, they solved it. They signed Aaron Rodgers, and uh, and and but and they got Paul Hackett as offensive coordinator. So a lot of things changed for them, and and I I just think that you know. It'll be interesting to see if you can play cleaner football, and if you can't, then at some point. By the way, you know Joe Namath criticizing yeah. everybody, getting rid of it. You know, now people can dismiss it, but I know this much: the one man who would certainly listen to him is Woody Johnson, who who who, who owns the team. So right, I, I would, you know, it's something to pay attention to. But Rogers says he, he's claiming he's going back to New York as soon as he can walk. And I don't know what it's going to do. But maybe when, when he, when he could sit there and and tell the young guys, he says, hey, hey, just calm down. And, you know, let the game play. We have a defense. Uh, we're not going out scoring 40 points a game. And that's the way it is
2: more and I am so glad that I am not on Sean Payton's staff with the Denver Broncos. What in the uh, what's the deal going on? What is the deal? Well, you cannot blame Russell Wilson
7: for what happened Sunday. In fact, I thought Russell played decent football. I thought he, played, you know, I didn't think he was bad, but but I, all I know is that the Dolphins put up 70 and it looked to me like they wanted to put up seventy, right? Right. That's your defense now. You know, the one thing you inherited, and that Hackett supposedly inherited, and it wasn't as bad last year, was a pretty was a pretty decent defense. Was a pretty decent defense. So, uh, and I know this much: what I, what I was seeing is the bunch of guys out of position. Yeah, you can't even say they couldn't tackle because all they were doing was getting hands on guys. They didn't even touch anybody. I mean, Blakely right Daniels, you know, he, he's uh, he's you know, obviously he seems like an oddball character. <laughs> he's a, he, he's clearly a genius, oddball character. Yeah, it helps w- when they're willing to go get you, all the speed they have, but he likes speed. He gets it in the position. And you know we think okay they're the team to beat. Now let's don't forget the week before the Patriots lost them only by a touchdown, and it was and the score was in the twenties. So this week's game I think is really interesting when the Dolphins go to the Buffalo Bills. Uh, it's, uh, it's a really good Buffalo defense, but I know this much: you can't run with those guys there. They didn't even have Jalen Waddle.
2: Yeah. They are loaded up. There's no devalu- More than any scoop on Kelsey and Taylor Swift. What's going on here? Yeah, I, got, I do have something.
7: Fact, oh, wow.
2: My goodness, you're plugged in.
7: Well, first of all, I'm, I, here's the part I've really been working hard. I want to <laughs> know who advised Travis Kelsey it was okay to wear that suit. Yeah. After the game, <laughs> I was wondering I, about that. Because I watched, I saw that, and I said, well, this is the last time that <laughs> she still see him. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's funny. He invited her to the game. You know, that maybe there'd been some previous contact before she went. Uh, obviously, she had a, a lot of fun. But there's no indication that. This is a sustained relationship, and I don't know how people would do that. She's getting ready to go back out and make another hundred million dollars. Yeah,
2: Kelsey's uh, social media numbers have gone up, no doubt about it. Well, they
7: they would, you know, if, if people think it's going to be an item. But how long did I don't yeah you know, three hundred thousand peop more people, right? Yeah, man. Well, all I know is. I just think it's funny because the, the guy who kind of blew the whistle a little bit that this was coming with his brother,
2: yeah. Jason, uh, on their podcast, which so is pretty entertaining. It really is. Mort, thanks so much. Great job. Uh, get well, man. Get on out of there. We'll talk to you next week. I'm going. I'm working on it, bud. Thank you very much.
7: Appreciate you.
2: Love you, Mort. Chris Mortenson joining us on the Hobson & Hobson Newsmaker Line. That's... Uh, Big take I had at the start of the show brought to you by Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com. And we're going to hook you up right now. Got a couple of tickets to go see Tim McGraw at State Farm Arena coming up June 14th. Tickets go on sale Friday at LiveNation.com. LiveNation.com. We got a pair we'll give away right now 404-231-1680, the number. Going to let you get, uh, be a winner. Before you, you can even buy the tickets, coming up this Friday, LiveNation.com, June 14th at State Farm Arena. Let's talk a little college football, man. A little college football, baby. And got some uh, four interesting games here in the Deep South this weekend. Tennessee and South Carolina, that one's in Knoxville. 7.30 kickoff on that one Saturday. Hey, can the Gamecocks handle that environment? And can the Vols get a little revenge? Remember a year ago in Columbia? Spencer Rattler picked them apart, man. They beat up on Tennessee 63 to 38 by running an aggressive scheme. They attacked the Volunteers. Not playing it safe. Will that game plan work again? Hey, Tennessee's gonna bust out the whole. Uh, the the all-black uniforms. They're going all black, not the smoky grays. They're going all black. Hypels even asked the fans to be loud. How can 100,000 Tennessee fans not be loud? Uh, Rattler and Milton matchup and the quarterback matchup. Uh, I'm going to take Rattler in that matchup. Tennessee favored by 12 and a half. Got Florida and Tennessee. That one's going on in Lexington. It'll be a noon kickoff. Kentucky going for three wins in a row over Florida. There's something for the Wildcat fans to celebrate. Kentucky's played a weak schedule, so can they hold up against the Gator team that's playing a little better? Since we saw him in that Utah game, Mertz has played well, completing seventy-seven percent of his passes. Gator defense playing good on third down. Cats are untested and a little bit flawed. And I'm really compelled to watch this quarterback battle, too. As I mentioned, Mertz throwing completing passes at a high rate. And you got Devin Leary, former NC State quarterback, transferred to Kentucky. He needs to improve his performance level. Leary was considering Florida, too. As the story goes, Leary visited Florida December the 13th in the transfer portal. Then Mertz went and visited Florida December 17th, a couple days later. And then on December the 20th, you had Leary say, okay, I'm going to Kentucky. And that's when Mertz decided he was going to Florida. Noon kickoff in that one. Don't have time to talk about LSU and Ole Miss Looking forward to seeing Alabama and Mississippi State. I'm going to see that one live in person. Heading out to Starkville on Friday. I see my daughter going to school at Mississippi State. We are loading up the QX80 from Infinity of Gwinnett. Going to make the trip out. Got tickets. Going to see Alabama and what they got going on. Let's hear from... Milrow, who's back in the saddle at quarterback for Bama, and he says they got their swagger back. We do have our swagger back, but we do got to acknowledge that we, do, we got a lot of work to do. We got a lot of work to do to, to reach all of our short-term goals and long-term goals. Um, so we're working work in progress, but I will say this, that we, we're hungry to improve, and we're excited for what the future holds. Yeah, I'm anxious to see that. Georgia and Auburn, 3.30 kickoff at Jordan-Hare. Uh, CBS has got it, the Deep South's oldest rivalry. Adds another chapter. Bulldogs won twenty-one in a row heading into the matchup, fifteen and three against Auburn in the last eighteen games. Favored by sixteen, the last time I checked. And dogs with five starters out last week against UAB. Wonder if McConkie's going to be back? Michael Williams, see kind of Javon Bullard, Kendall Milton. They might have four. The five guys back in there this week. Got a couple of keys to the game I'm going to share with you quickly. When you hit the road in the SEC, minus Vanderbilt, you need your line of scrimmage to go out and dominate. This dog's defensive line. They're going to be able to dominate this Auburn offensive line. They got trashed last week by Texas A&M, who shut down their run game. Auburn with a good running back and Jarquez Hunter. probably going to get a heavier load. The backup's out injured now. Hunter's never carried the ball more than 13 times in a game. And, you know, Georgia's not been real impressive stopping the run through four games. But I think a lot of that has to do with Georgia subbing a lot on defense. They played a lot of guys up front on the defensive line. And as you get into SEC play, you scale back on that, and your starters are going to play more snaps. Auburn also one-dimensional on offense. All they can do is run it. They got the worst passing offense in the SEC. Georgia needs to crank up that run game. Dajan Edwards got to carry the load. Tigers are next to last in the SEC in run D. A&M ran for over 200 yards. And then number three, Beck has got to not turn the ball over, which he has not done To date, but those games have been at home. Now he's in a hostile environment on Saturday, so keep an eye on that. Some of the keys to the game for the Bulldogs coming up on Saturday. All right, earlier this week, I had an opportunity to sit down and speak with Brock Bowers, the Bulldogs star tight end, and here's that interview
1: proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, 45-15, 20, 10 15. get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
2: Joining me now on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker Line, Bulldog tight end Brock Bowers. Brock, is go time. You got seven straight SEC matchups coming up, and it all starts in Auburn on Saturday. I uh, know you're probably anxious to uh, dive into this SEC schedule.
3: Oh yeah, I'm excited. I mean, uh, going away in the SEC and uh, having the opposing fans root against you is always fun. So I'm excited.
2: Uh, anxious to see how the team performs on the road after the four home games
3: oh yeah i mean uh it's it's all about preparation this week and uh just knowing what's gonna happen for it's gonna happen out there and uh i mean just communication is key so we're 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 gonna get ready for it
2: what do you remember about that first trip two years ago as a freshman i think you guys won 34 10 you had a a long catch of a 33 yards what do you remember just uh the the auburn crowd being loud
3: oh yeah It, it was awesome i remember uh I think that was one of our first big away games too. So I mean, I remember just it being rocking and uh, very hostile. So I'm I'm excited to get back in there.
2: What do you What do you like right now about Carson Beck and what he's doing at quarterback here? Uh, quarterback getting his first shot at being the starter. It looks like he's developing and playing at a pretty high level. What are some of the things you like about Beck?
3: Oh man, I mean he he's been doing a great job. Uh, just I mean hitting hitting his athletes and. Uh, I mean he's been doing a good job coming on the offense and I mean we just gotta to continue to grow and uh I mean just off that so see I'm guessing you like the way
2: he's getting you that ball. Nine catches against UAB. That ball was coming your way, man.
3: Oh yeah, it was fun. It was fun. I mean it helped out, uh certain reads were were making me open, so I was it it was a fun night. It
2: looks like Coach Bobo was doing a lot of the same things Todd Monkin was doing, uh pre snap motions and shifts and uh, a lot of the same uh, plays we're seeing there uh, uh, looks like coach bobo is is doing a really good job to me and i i just i don't understand these fans that that can't see that
3: oh yeah i mean it's just uh, it's just outside noise i mean we're just kind of folks on ourselves and i mean pe- people are going to talk and uh what they like and don't like so uh i mean it's a change and um i mean we're just, we're we're all just working here and uh, just kind of focusing ourselves
2: Uh, defensively, it looks like you guys are back playing outstanding defense. No surprise there. Uh, Top defense in college football over the last two years. Doesn't look like things have changed very much on that defensive side. That's got to give you confidence, right? When you hit the road in the SEC, you're going to get a
3: quality effort out of the defense. It's always nice having that defense backing us up because we know uh, we're we're usually going to have pretty good field position. And, uh, I mean, if a mistake does occur, then we got that defense backs up. So it's always nice having them out there, and it's
2: good to practice against top guys during the week, right? It sort of makes those games a little easier, I would
3: imagine. Oh yeah, I mean practicing against our dudes is just practicing against the best of the best. So I mean, uh, just going against them every day. Just, uh, I mean, just iron sharpens iron. So that's uh, what we go against every day.
2: Brock, what about this Georgia fan base? They uh, they're on fire. Uh, with the two back-to-back national titles, and you guys off to a good start, what kind of impact do they make when you hit the road in the SEC? They, the Bulldog
3: Nation travels. Oh yeah, the dogs travel. I mean, it's always uh, it's always fun to see a, see a big sea of red out there, even at away away games, and uh, I mean, ho- hoping to see him there this weekend and uh, being loud. Well, Brock, best of luck at
2: Auburn, man. We uh, we continue to uh, wish the best for you. Keep up the great work, man. Yes, sir. Thank you. Man, I tell you, it'd be fun to go out and throw the ball around with Brock Bowers, wouldn't it? Hey, want to hook you up next week, man. I'll give you the heads up. We got the 680 Harris Tailgate Central Series returning to Athens for the Kentucky game. Next week is our free tailgate. Party's going to start at 3.30 from our prime location Next to the Classic Center on Thomas and East Clayton Street on the corner there, we've got complimentary libations from Corona, Jim Beam, the long drink, free food from Bojangles, live music from all that. Thanks to Harris Cherokee Casino and Resort, Batteries Plus, the long drink, Jim Beam, Corona, Body Armor, Flash IV, and Dupree Plumbing. Get your free tickets now at 680thefan.com slash Central. Hey, man, you got to be 21 or older to enter. All right, coming back on the other side, we're going to give listeners what they want in the Infinity of Gwinnett control the content segment. Got the Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. The warm
0: air, the sounds of baseball, it's got you thinking about hitting the road. And no matter where your adventures take you, Subaru of Gwinnett has a vehicle to get you there safely and in style. Like the 2024 Subaru Outback, sporting standard symmetrical all-wheel drive and up to 32 miles per gallon or the 2024 Subaru Forester, the SUV with a spacious and comfortable interior for everyone you want to bring along. Start your shopping online at Gwinnett.com, then come see us for a test drive on Satellite Boulevard in Duluth.
6: This morning in North Carolina, wheels are spinning. Determination is winning. A passion is now a thriving business and it shows no signs of slowing down. How? The power of a conversation
2: Buck Belue show here on the fan six eighty and ninety three seven Monday through Friday ten to eleven time for our Infinity of Gwinnett control the content segment. What do they want, Buck? Uh, well today they they want some inside skinny on the Falcons possibly trading Kyle Pitts to the Dallas Cowboys. What? Yeah. Cowboys have some red zone issues on offense, and they think Kyle Pitts can solve those. And they see where the Falcons are underutilizing Pitts. They've lined him up as a blocker, believe it or not. So the deal is, and did a little checking on this, the Cowboys, uh, I think it was Jerry Jones actually called. I'm kidding. He probably had somebody in the office call. Call the Falcons, say, hey, man. We're looking, uh, we want to trade for Kyle Pitts. Word on the street is the Falcons said, no, I, uh, we think we're going to hold on to Pitts. Even though we uh, underuse him. Uh, that didn't mean they undervalue Kyle Pitts. But it de- it does, uh, for me at least, seems like an odd fit. So you spend a top ten pick on a tight end that's a receiver and you got a head coach that's running a scheme that needs a tight end that has to block because you want to be a run-first offense. So it never really seemed to fit to me. I I love the skill set of Kyle Pitts. I think he's in the wrong offense to really flourish. Jerry Jones can see that, knows he's got some red zone problems. They would love to have Pitts in that cowboy uniform. Uh, Apparently Pitts is not available. Uh, you got, uh, let's see, Jane Slater with the NFL Network checked in with uh, her Falcon source to ask if Pitts is available, and she was told, LOL, no way.
4: So I don't think Pitts is going anywhere. Did the source say LOL, or is it? I guess it may be a text. For, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, it was a text. Okay.
2: Laugh out loud. Uh,
4: looking forward to seeing the Falcons and Jaguars.
2: Uh, Sunday morning at 9.30, believe the Falcons, or is it Finn, traveling today? Uh, he's going over there, yes. He's yeah. leaving today, leaving tomorrow, yeah. Jags favored by three. I was talking to one of my Jaguars sources on the way to work today, stuck in traffic on 400 southbound, and I was asking about Trevor Lawrence. I see where he's number six in total QBR uh, early That's here in the season. surprising with their
4: offensive numbers so far this uh, this year.
2: And my source was telling me that Trevor's fine, that the Jaguars, they actually lead the NFL in dropped passes. And Calvin Ridley is at the top of the heap. Ridley's dropping balls. The offensive line stinks, which is good news for the Falcons. They've got their left tackles hurt. They've got a backup in there at left tackle. Uh, They have not been able to protect Trevor Lawrence. uh, And because of that, he's going to a lot of quick pass. You can't get explosive plays if you're throwing quick pass all day long. Uh, You've had their head coach now step away from the play calling with the Jaguars. That may have had an impact because the head coach wanted to keep this, this coach on the staff. He was getting some offers to be the coordinator somewhere else. So he turned the play calling over to him. So they've got multiple problems. Good news for the Falcons. At
4: least Irvin Myers not still their
2: coach. Yeah, so Falcons and Jags, 930 on Sunday morning. Let's get to the final word. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers. Keeping Georgia green since 1955. Another great week in high school football here in the state of Georgia. We uh, Our team's got the week off. And we play Milton next week. But here on uh, Extra 106.3, coming up our sister station this Friday night, we're going with Roswell High playing Blessed Trinity in our Friday night football game of the week. You can stick around after the game if you're out and about seeing your team play. Count on us for the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show. Get scores and updates from around Georgia. So, Roswell, Blessed Trinity, Friday Night Football Game of the Week, and the Georgia High School Scoreboard Show are presented by Johnny's New York Style Pizza, WNB Factory, Piedmont Urgent Care, and Fox 5 Atlanta. Yeah, it's going to do it for the Baloo Show today. Thanks for listening. We'll do it again tomorrow. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, bud. The warm air, the sounds of baseball,